Hello, welcome to Reorient Nation. This is our second episode. I am Father Simeon. I have a translation of a poem by the great Chinese poet Li Bai. This book was translated by Shigoyoshi Obata, and the name of the poem is The Summit Temple. Tonight, I stay at the Summit Temple. Here I could pluck the stars with my hand. I dare not speak aloud in the silence for fear of disturbing the dwellers of heaven. I don't know about you, but finding a place that is quiet, where I can be alone, even for a little while, sometimes seems really difficult. I live in the middle of a major city. Sometimes it's quiet, but the silence is usually broken before too long by some kind of noise. Now, I'm originally from the country, but even there in the hills, whenever one finds quiet, a loud car motorcycle on the road can ruin it. And when my kids are home, I can expect some noise. A place of silence and solitude can be helpful for us to work toward cultivating inner silence, quieting the mind, calming the chaotic passions. The Eastern Orthodox way of life involves harnessing outer stillness when we can to help us pray within, not only with the rational mind, but to collect ourselves and pray with the heart, which is the spiritual center and the spiritual intellect of the human being. In the West, we think of heart as emotions. I'm not talking about that, something more. I'm talking about far more also than trying to empty our minds and ignoring the constant flow of thoughts. The purpose of prayer with humility is to attract and participate in the uncreated energy. What is that? What is the uncreated energy? It's also what we call grace. You know, there's no such thing as some impersonal, abstract Tao out there or an impersonal, abstract God or divine essence or divine energy. It's not a thing. The uncreated energy is personal. So the question is, who is the uncreated energy? The uncreated energy is the presence of God. It is God himself, not a power from God, but God himself, the Father, the Son, who is called the Way, the Tao, and the Holy Spirit. If you seek to follow the Way, then you need to personally experience the one who is the Way in your heart. If you seek enlightenment, learn to attract the presence of the Enlightener, the source of enlightenment, because he is the uncreated light in whom there is no darkness. This is the one who is life and gives life to everything that lives. This is important. It's only through the active experience of the uncreated energy that we can reach what we call Hezekiah, real inner 
stillness. And that's not emptiness. That's fullness. Fullness of the grace of God with continual prayer to and communion with the Most High God, the Creator and Lord of heaven and earth, of everything visible and invisible. The poet expressed this desire to stay in the silence, lest those who dwell in the heavenly realm be disturbed. Those who rest in prayer know the silence in the presence of the angelic bodiless powers and all the holy ones. That is the saints. That's what saint means, holy one. All of those who have completed this life in faith. For the Orthodox, the veil between the invisible dimension of the heavenly aspect of reality and what we see on earth right now, that separation is light and thin. And we belong to heaven, even while living on earth. If we seek that inner silence, the saints and the heavenly powers won't be bothered at all. They'll be there to join us and, and to help us. In our Orthodox temples around the world, we gather to worship the true and living God. And we gather not only with each other, still walking the path of this mortal life, but we are joined by all of our spiritual ancestors and those invisible angelic powers, the six-winged seraphim, the many-eyed cherubim, the archangels, the angels, and the others. When we worship in our temples before the holy altar, heaven and earth are joined together. In our worship, we are seeking inner silence, and yet we are participating in this unceasing worship of the heavenly realm. Our Orthodox temples, which we call churches, are consecrated for us, the church, which is the people, founded by Jesus Christ himself. We are the church, the temple of living stones, wherein the Holy Spirit, the giver of life and light, dwells. And each of us individually has been consecrated as a living temple in the world. We've been called to cultivate our own hearts through humility and prayer and repentance, a constant change toward growth, so that we fully reach the potential of our calling. What are we called to be like? True temples, in the fullest sense, where the Holy Spirit is pleased to dwell and radiate the bright glory through us, though the spiritual eyes of the people around us may be too blind to see it. To acquire this inner silence that is beyond what we are capable of acquiring on our own, is to be in continual prayer energized by the divine grace with pure-hearted worship, being rooted in truth, making peace, radiating love, and showing compassion in the way we live every day, especially with regard to the way we treat others. In my home, we have a family chapel, a room dedicated to silence and prayer. Before I owned a house with an extra room, I had a simple space set aside for this purpose in my apartments. Orthodox faithful keep a home altar or little prayer corner, which may just be a simple shelf on the wall or at the top of a small table, as the center of prayer in the home. When we use the space daily for silence and prayer, we may find that even when the home isn't that soundless, Standing in that space helps us find inner quiet. 
I would like to find a temple dedicated to the Most High God, somewhere on a mountain, in the woods, where I could be alone for just a little while. But since I don't have that, and I live with my family in the city, I'm just going to have to engage in the spiritual training that's part of the Orthodox spiritual life to find with divine help that silence within the midst of the chaos going on around me. As an Orthodox priest, when I read this poem, it inspires me to do that inner cultivation and engage in the training that needs to be done so that I can experience that inner silence. That's only possible by being filled with the divine presence. The stars, by the way, remind us of the goal of the spiritual life because that goal is to shine like the stars of heaven, not with our own created glory God has given us, but with the brilliance of the divine glory, the uncreated energy shining from within us, which transforms and heals. Sitting in silence for a few minutes, that can be really restful, and it can help you focus your thoughts and regain your energy. But let's be honest, too. Inner silence can be a struggle, even a battle. Clearing the mind of distracting thoughts and praying with focus isn't easy. Of course, silence leaves us alone with our own thoughts. And it's easy for us to jump on what I call the hamster wheel of thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Do you sometimes have something on your mind and you just start thinking about it and over and over and over and maybe get more anxious or more angry. Maybe you finally have time to sit in quietness and you suddenly remember something you need to do and that you forgot to do because you were so busy before and so distracted, and now it comes to your mind? Have you thought about something that happened between you and someone else, and you really need to forgive that person, or you have forgiven that person, but you think about what they did again, and that temptation of unforgiveness comes back because you just sense the, the anger. And you may have negative thoughts that just float up into your thought and remind you of past pain. And that pain, when you think about it, it really becomes present again. Or maybe you feel guilty about something that you haven't moved on from that still weighs you down, or you're depressed about something that you can't do anything about right now. And maybe it's not in your power to fix this, but it doesn't stop you from thinking about it or affecting you. In silence, you have an opportunity to be honest with yourself about yourself, and that's good, but that's not always easy. And what I want you to know is that there is help, and there's a reason for you to have hope so that you can heal. These things that come forth from the silence into our mind, sometimes it's always there. It's not something new. We're not getting worse. It's just that we're so distracted that we're able to ignore it until we find the silence. If silence brings you bad thoughts, then the silence, again, it's not, it's not making you worse. It's just what is under the surface is starting to emerge. But when you see it, that means you can begin 
to heal from it. And, and that's, that's a good thing. And you need help to make this progress. And that's the way it's supposed to be, to have help. Self-effort can only take you so far. But you are not alone. We all have access to the greatest power in the universe. If we are willing to work with that power, that divine energy, the God who loves us. And that grace heals and transforms and gets life. And, it, and God is present in our uncertainty and our pain when we're humble. And we want to honestly recognize where we are and where we need to go. Remember, you are where you are. And that just means you have an opportunity for a lot of progress toward growth and perfection through the experience of God. Now, falling into despair in the silence when left alone with your thoughts is one difficulty. But another is spiritual delusion that feeds your pride and takes you down the road of narcissism. If in the silence you were able to quiet your mind and maybe pray a little bit and feel rejuvenated or maybe in this experience you have some intellectual or emotional or inspirational experience, that's not spiritual. That's rational or emotional. And you may be tempted to think that you have reached some spiritual height and you've had some profound enlightenment, but that inspiration or insight or feeling, no matter how overwhelming it may seem or life-changing and change your perspective on things, it may not be as great as you imagine it to be. You may have just dipped your toe into the waters of spirituality and all of a sudden you think that you are a master and you need to make a YouTube video and write a book to share with others what you have experienced. But you are just starting. You really haven't gone that deep. When you think that you've arrived and you're just a beginner, you're easily seduced by pride. And pride blinds us. Pride hardens the heart. It encrusts the humble softness that's required to receive divine grace. When your heart is hard, you can't grow. You're more like a rock than a living tree. You can't bring yourself into obedience to the way of life because you have become so convinced of your own opinions about yourself and about your experience, and you confuse light with darkness and good with evil and life with death, and you render yourself unguidable and unteachable by those who know what they're talking about. And why do you need to repent? Do you need to change? Why do you need to turn away from the path that you're going on? Because you've set yourself up as the standard of truth. You become your own false idol. So beware of despair. It's not your friend. The despair that keeps you from being raised up to healthfulness and have a new perspective on life and have a new life, a changed life. But beware also of the pride that raises up your ego so that you think you've become something you haven't because it can just crash you down. Also, I want to mention that when you have these thoughts, you are not your thoughts. And let me say that again. You are not your thoughts. You have thoughts, but you aren't those thoughts. 
if you think your thoughts define you, what does it mean when you have really bad thoughts or temptations that you know are really evil, just really messed up? If you follow those thoughts, you will end up in a place that is not good for you or anyone else. But if you reject bad thoughts, you dismiss them, they don't have any power over you. Avoid trying to psychoanalyze yourself as to why, why am I having these thoughts? Because all you're doing is just paying attention to these thoughts. And you're directing energy toward these thoughts. And they are distracting you. And they're potentially destructive. So why pay attention to them? Just don't think about them. Consider thoughts as something that's external to you. You can't control receiving a thought. If I say to you, don't think of a yellow car, you may think of a yellow car, and you're not responsible for that. Just like in the course of life, you may see something that you shouldn't have seen that just just appeared before you, and you're not responsible for that. But you're responsible for what you do with that thought. You could keep thinking about it. You can stay down that road or you can just redirect your thought and and reject it and not nurture it. So again, don't let your thoughts feed your ego or cause you despair. Just dismiss them. Don't fight them. Just reject them. Just dismiss them. Think about something else and focus your attention back on prayer in silence. If a thought returns, dismiss it again. Don't get upset about it. Remember, it's not you. It's just something you're dealing with. Just practice refocusing in silence. The real Orthodox spiritual life is practical and mystical. It's balanced, harmonious. It's sober, avoiding extremes. In the silence, we should avoid temptation. But just simply rest, detangle from the distractions, and I mean the distractions that are around you in life and the distractions that are within you, the thoughts. And just pray. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Reorientation. And I hope this poem, I hope you found it inspiring. I hope you seek the silence. And if you like this podcast, please share it. I'm Father Simeon. May God bless your journey.